0: Before we get into it today, I really wanna take a moment and tell you guys about my eight week coaching program that I'm enrolling for now. It's called Claim Your Calling. And it is really a reflection of my heart. I have this piece of me that is incredibly heartbroken by the idea of um, people that I love working a nine to five job and being miserable and just sort of floating through life without a lot of purpose um, or drive. And I know what it's like to feel incredibly ambitious but not be able to actually take any action on it. Like know you're meant for more but not really able to like Get there, you know, Um, and I really am putting I put this together, put this program together for that exact purpose to take you from unclear, overwhelmed all the way into clarity um, to help you pursue your purpose and path with greater clarity and confidence use your unique strengths and passions and values to guide your decision, connect with your inner wisdom and intuition so that you're making decisions from an aligned place, aligning to your highest self and getting aligned in every aspect of life that brings you joy, peace, pleasure, and all of your desires. So this is something, um, that I'm really excited about, really passionate about. I'm enrolling now, like I said, and I'm actually offering 30-minute coaching uh, calls. So if you're interested in the program, if you feel like you're called to this work, if you feel like being in an incredible eight-week supportive container with other people that are in the same boat, that are looking for their purpose in life, that are kind of in this crossroads where they're ready for the next step, but they don't know what that step might be, um, where they're having a hard time making decisions and feel a little unclear, if you feel like you would be supported by that, I would love to support you in that. And um, like I said, I'm offering those 30 minute coaching calls that will help you get a little bit more information about the program and will also uh, get you started on your journey. So we'll actually do some coaching within that call. Um, if you want to sign up for those, I am doing that through my website, you can, um, or my Instagram as well. You can sign up through Calendly um, that way. And I will put the link for that discovery call also in the show notes. So, yeah, I look forward to seeing you there. And let's get into it. Welcome to Fire and Flow. The podcast that ignites your sacred purpose and helps you flow with ease. I'm your host Ellie B. And in each episode, we'll dive into the principles of sacred living with experts, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders who walk the talk. But this isn't your average interview podcast. No, we're having real unfiltered and sometimes even a little spicy discussion to go beyond surface level insights. We're here to help you unlock your desires, embody your fullest expression and align with your soul's purpose. So, if you're ready to get curious, open your mind, and join us for some bold and playful conversations, you're in the right place. Here we invite the seeker in on some juicy conversation, offer insights into new ways of living, and shake up your shit a little bit. Let's ignite the fire, embrace the flow, and awaken to our own sacred purpose together. Are you ready? Let's do this. This episode was such a treat for my soul. Karen and I have so much in common and our paths are so aligned in so many ways. It's wild. So we really got into it on human design and our own types and, um, We are both projectors, so we really got into it, into the weeds, um, about what it looks like to be a projector and to actually apply that to your life and to your business, and it was so fun going in with her because I actually got a reading with her a few months ago, and I'd already been adjusting some things in my life to function better with human design, and... Now, um, it's even more so after our reading. So she's a wealth of knowledge. She's amazing. Uh, I'm so excited for you to listen to this episode. It really is such a, a treat for me to have these conversations and do it in such a different way. So Karen sholey is a human design guide, a Reiki master, and an integrative wellness coach. She's currently writing a how-to book about navigating the process of healing a dysregulated nervous system through the lens of human design. Her therapeutic approach integrates years of study in the areas of alternative medicine, nutrition, polyvagal theory, psychology, and human design you guys, she is a wealth of knowledge, and this is just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, We are going to probably do a series with Karen because our episode was so much fun. We really got into it on the personal impact of human design in our lives, our histories with those, and how we're both projectors and what that looks like in our life. Um, We kind of go into a little bit of an overview of the rest of the design types, but we're going to do more episodes where we get more into the weeds about those specific types. So I really hope you enjoy this episode and yeah, enjoy. Karen, I am so excited to have this conversation for the podcast. We have already had this conversation in some ways, at least off of the podcast. And we kind of set up a little bit of time to talk about what we wanted to talk about because we knew this would be more than one episode and we just got into the most juicy conversation about human design, about how our own human design um, types align and all these really amazing things. And so I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for being on the podcast.
1: Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm super pumped for this conversation too.
0: Oh, good. Good. Well, I think there's so many ways that we could start this and that's kind of why we had this conversation already is like, where do we even start? Because human design is incredibly complicated. It's it's complex, right? There's so many elements. And I think, especially for someone that is so trained in human design, it would be so easy to dive into all of the logistics of it. And I think there's so much value in that, but I kind of want start, to start a little higher level. And I'm really just curious to start and talk about What actually brought you to human design? How did you find it? Like, what is it? What does it look like in your life? How did it find you? Uh, Let's start there. I'm very curious.
1: Oh, my gosh. I mean, what a great question. Um, Human design found me when I was completely confused and in the middle of my midlife crisis. Like Mm. (laughs) my whole world had kind of fallen apart. It was right around the beginning of the pandemic. And I was at a major transition point in my life. And I was really looking for meaning. And, you know, I had this awareness that I needed to make big changes in my life. And that the things that I had been doing up to that point to kind of cultivate myself and, you know, really be in this personal development journey, it just wasn't enough. You know, there were like missing pieces. And so I stumbled across human design on Instagram. And I saw a body graph and I was like, whoa, what was that? Like, I, I I was stopped completely in my tracks. And I just dove into it. Like, I was curious, I ran my chart, I started reading about it. And I instantly felt this sense of like, oh, my God, this is it. Like, I've never seen myself explained on a page, the way that the system explained me, you know, it, it made everything make sense. Wow. And yeah, it was it was so powerful. Like there were you know, life is confusing. And you get to a point in life where it's like, wow, a lot of things are really not working. And I can't figure out why. And when I, you know, bumped into human design, I was like,
0: oh, this is why
1: (laughs) it was like, so clarifying.
0: That's amazing. And it's so fun, too, because our stories are so paralleled. And part of that is that we are the same uh, main type, which is projector. And Mm -hmm. I mean, you were talking about like, yeah, my lifestyle just wasn't working. I'm like, yeah that's exactly I mean exactly my story
1: <laughs> yeah I mean the the projector story of finding human design I mean this is this is the experience for us like yeah. we are not like most other people you know projectors are only about 20 percent of the population mm-hmm. and every time I do a reading with a projector it's the same kind of moment of like, Oh, this is why I feel like an alien on earth, you know? Yeah.
0: yeah. Our, our world is really not set up perfectly for productors. I can definitely say that, but right. it's, so, it's so interesting to have that fresh and new perspective for me. It was so, it was so similar. It was just like clicked in it was like oh my gosh that's why I'm exhausted that's why nothing is working that's why I just feel like I'm (laughs) banging my head up against a wall I mean there were so many elements to that story in general but so much of it and so much freedom was found in the permission slip that was finding out my human design type I mean really Mm. it was like this eye-opening thing of like oh my gosh not only am I like out of alignment in, in some ways, like, holy crap, my whole life is set up kind of working against me. You know?
1: <laughs> oh, totally. Totally. I was, I was doing the classic projector thing of trying to be a manifesting generator. You know, I was like working crazy hours. I was trying to initiate things. Yeah. I was completely caught up in like this kind of homogenized, lifestyle that we all grow up in you know I mean American culture is all about like hustle and make it happen and just do it and I was like okay I'll do that and then I was you know on bed rest at 38 because I was completely burnt out
0: wow Karen I don't think about that tell me can you tell me a little bit more about like what led you to that burnout and then how maybe human design kind of helped you out of it
1: oh my gosh well I was working I was working in fashion for about 15 years. And, you know, I was on my feet all day. I was working like 40, 50, 60 hour weeks. And I was in sales and management. And so I was like training people and talking to people and, you know, super bought into like sales goals and achievement and productivity. Like my whole life was built around that. And then, you know, at the same time I was married. And so I was like navigating that relationship and, I had a child. And so I was parenting too. And, you know, just like the, the busyness of life. Yeah. And, you know, when I got to my mid thirties, I was, I was tired, but I felt like I could just, you know, dig deeper, you know, <laughs> like there was this narrative of like, okay, well just like more caffeine and, you know, like all the kind of like 3d coping strategies that we adopt to kind of just push through that, you know, I was really disconnected from the signals that my body was sending me. And, I woke up one day with an incredibly painful muscle spasm in my lower back and I was incapacitated for like weeks. And it was just like, my body was like hard stop. You're not listening. So we're going to make you rest whether you want to or not. And then it was, you know, a whole journey of like going through holistic practices and different practitioners trying to get my body back online And it wasn't until I found human design that everything kind of connected. And I was like, oh, this is what's happening. Like, I'm not designed to work like that. So, of course, my body was like, hey, you got to stop it, you know?
0: (laughs) Right. That's something that is such a deep uh, part of my own work and my own journey is that body connectedness piece Um, and really being able to, like... Slow down enough now to listen to my body's cues has been such an insane game changer from exactly what you're talking about, which was just that my body was screaming at me all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Dude, none of this is okay. You're not okay. (laughs)
1: Literally, like, okay aches and pains, chronic fatigue, adrenal burnout, mm-hmm. you know, reproductive health issues, like my cycle got all weird. I mean, it was like everything in my body was screaming. Exactly like you said. Just like cut it out. This is not what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And you know, human design shows up and it it gives it gives a blueprint, you know, it gives like an energetic blueprint, a literal map of like how you're designed. And then pointing out all the ways that projectors are different than generators, who are like, you know, the majority of the population, that was such an eye opening moment for me to be like, oh, it's not correct for me to be hustling all the time. Oh, I'm supposed to be listening to body signals instead of making all my decisions from my mind. Like those two pieces of information changed my life completely. Totally.
0: totally. And it's so easy now on the other side of things a little bit to be like, oh, well, that's common sense. But like, the, the reality—it's yeah. not at all like that—is something that totally was. I had to learn, like I had to be told that and reminded of it all the time. And still, I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, I'm feeling out of whack. Like, what's the basics? Go back to listening to body, knowing what my t- like, knowing what I'm supposed to function like. It seriously is yeah. a practice to go back to that over and over and over again, and and not take for granted the fact that that is that is basically new information that we are working with um and it's important
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's incredibly um i don't know it's it's kind of a silly moment to sit with that and be like well of course i need to listen to my body yeah and then to look at you know the lifestyle that i was living completely disconnected from my body and be like well duh dummy of course you didn't feel great you know but <laughs> but you're so right it is a practice you know it's like every day this is something I actively engage with. I treat it like an experiment. And, you know, as projectors, we're really here to like study and learn. And so this system has given me something to study and learn about. And as I keep going deeper and deeper, it's like, I just keep getting more and more permission to be exactly who I am. And it's just opened up so much for me in my life. It's been incredible.
0: Oh my gosh. I love hearing the success stories of this. Like, it's so, it's so beautiful and so hopeful. And I really hope that anyone listening is just gaining a little piece of that, like hope that there might be a a system that you don't even know is running in your own body, in your own soul, that could be really helpful for you to understand how it functions. Um, and I think like the, the the thing that you're talking about of doing your own experiment, I have seen you doing that. You're literally doing that. You're recording, you're playing and recording things on your own social media of, of things that you're trying and practicing with being a projector.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Cool. Okay. Tell me more about that. How did that come about and what does it look like?
1: Oh my gosh. Well, so, you know, human design, like as a system, there's a lot of talk about like being in your experiment. Like it is a logical system you know, it's based on a binary code of yin and yang. Like there's a lot of logic built into it. And as such, you know, there's there's this whole thing about like be in the experiment. And I have a lot of logical circuitry in my chart, you know, I'm kind of built for logic. And so looking at it as a scientific experiment made a lot of sense to me. And so there was like a point where I was kind of comfortable with the basics of strategy and authority and how I'm supposed to be operating in the world. And the questions started popping up of like, okay, well, how do we test this out in real life? Like, how do I see if I'm deconditioning? How do I see if, you know, I'm actually in my body and actually doing the thing and not just engaging with it on a mental level. And having been single for, you know, a couple of years post-divorce, dating was an area in my life that I was like, very curious about. Because I had a lot of you know, crazy dating experiences from that part of my life where I didn't know how I was supposed to operate. And so it felt like a really natural place to like really experiment with things. And, and then also kind of hold myself accountable in a way by, post, you know, putting it on my social media and being like, this is what it looks like. I don't know what I'm doing, but I have an idea of how it's supposed to work. You know, come with me on this journey and let's, let's play it out.
0: I love that I'm obsessed with that actually because I I feel like all of life is this fun like playful experiment like that and when you can have that perspective of it being playful and of you being able to play around with the variables and experiment like it does it it brings in that element of levity and play to like all of life that you're like I don't know I'm going to try this on for a second and see how it works. And if it doesn't work, I have total freedom to change and move and adjust and, and be something else, you know? (laughs)
1: Totally. And it's like, I mean, I'm, I'm totally obsessed with nervous system regulation at this point too. So that part of it is kind of playing into all of this. Like I was, I was in fight or flight for like decades of my life i wasn't yeah. physically like i wasn't physiologically able to be playful with my life you know everything was so high stakes because i was in survival mode for right. a lot of it or, or at right. least in defensive mode you know yeah. and so human design like kind of gave me the tools to get my nervous system regulated again to where i could engage with life with curiosity and playfulness and not feel like everything was you know this high stakes game of like life and death And shame and guilt spirals, you know, like it it made it so much easier to engage with dating and with just like everyday life in this much lighter, more playful way. And it's been so freeing. It's been so much fun to just kind of play with things and like not care about the consequences. You know, it's like I'm not attached to any outcomes at this point. I'm just curious to see, like, does this work the way I think it's supposed to work?
0: Oh, I love the word curious. I, I, I identify with curious, the word curious as like one of the main things about my life, but, and that is like innate, but I lost it for so long because of the exact thing that you're talking about. The nervous system was just so overwhelmed. Everything felt so serious, everything. I mean, I just couldn't even get out of that fight, flight, freeze, fawn, like any of it to actually yeah. engage with my life. Like I look back at so many years where I was in situations like you're talking about where I was, I was working way too many hours for any human, let alone a projector. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and just like totally burning myself out to the point where I couldn't even get off the couch when I would get home because my body was just so locked and frozen. Like I couldn't, engage with my life outside of the things that I had to do that I was like required to do for living and it's so wild to look back at that now and see how much my life has changed with this new energy that I can I can actually use my gifts and my um my energy in a directed way because partially of human design. I mean, it's that, it's those two pieces that you're talking about that have totally shifted everything for me, the nervous system regulation and understanding how I function as a person and adjusting my life slowly but surely to adapt to that instead of trying to adapt mm. my own type to the way that the world functions. I mean, there's oh, nothing better so than good. that.
1: <laughs> it's so good. It's Freedom. so it's so Yeah, I mean, I feel it like I can feel it in your voice. There's like this frequency, this resonance that you can you can totally hear like you are in it in a different way, you know, and it's so funny that I mean, you, you are a mental projector, you have a single channel that defines your chart. And it's the channel of curiosity. So like, of (laughs) course, curiosity is like your thing, you know, it's like it's built in.
0: Mm hmm. I love that. It's so fun. fun. And and that's like one of the most deliciously fun things about human design for me is those pieces. And I'm sure that there's something really, really special about knowing all the things that you do and seeing the world as you do as a projector. So so will you give us just like a, a moment for the audience? I know um You and I've talked a lot about projectors, but will you just give us like a little bit of an overview since we are talking so much about our own types today, if you will give them a little bit of information and context to what a projector is and does so we can kind of go from that context. Oh, totally,
1: totally. So within human design, there are four different types of auras and the projector aura is only about 20% of the population, like I said earlier. So we're a minority group. And we do not function in the world the way that most people function. We are known as a non-energy type, um, which means that we don't have a defined sacral center. And the defined sacral center is what generators have that, you know, they're like 70% of the population. And they're the people that are here to like build and grow and you know do the work of building the world. Mm-hmm. And so they're energetically resourced to work a nine to five job and to be creating in a way that kind of makes sense to the general population, you know? Projectors, we don't have that defined sacral energy. And so what that means is that we're just not energetically resourced in the same way to work the way the generators do. And we're also gonna be amplifying the energy that we take in from people around us because that center is undefined. And so you and I getting caught up in this game of like being super productive, super workers, you know, multitasking and just crushing it. That's totally that amplification dynamic. And then the burnout piece is totally common for projectors. Like we can't sustain it because we don't have consistent access to that energy. Like it's just not an internal battery that recharges for us. Mm -hmm. So there's a different way of moving through the world. um, And our aura is literally shaped differently than generators. So we have this focused kind of pointy aura that's designed to plug into other people and really ask the question, who are you? Generators are here to really know themselves. Like their, their sort of existential question is who am I? You know, it's like the, it's like the know thyself, you know, that, that is a total generator thing. Projectors we're not self-focused the way that generators are. We're focused on the other and we're designed to plug into other people and really see them and understand them. And so we operate totally differently. We see things that other people don't see. And we're really energetically set up to be guides and to be, you know, helping people understand their direction and where to put their energy. We're not here to be putting our energy into things the way that those guys are. We're here to be directing it, you know? Yeah. So it's a very different way of being. It's very different.
0: Incredibly different and i am such a proponent of the idea of every person being their truest self whatever that may be and that functioning for the collective so much smoother and better and i mean that's the that's the true like signs of the age of aquarius right that we're in mm. is this like individuality Um, And even to like a radical point radical individuality, that then Mm -hmm. allows the collective to function better. So there are actually ways that these types work together to create this, I mean, better world to live in isn't isn't that right Karen?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, projectors, you know, we're here to help generators guide, like we're here to guide their energy toward the thing that leads them to satisfaction. So, you know, generators have this internal battery and it's creating not only energy for themselves, but it's kind of like the energetic field that we all exist in. It's like you and I are plugging into this global sacral energy field. And the more that we can help every individual generator feel satisfied, like that's their emotional signature. That's what they're here to be and feel and experience is satisfaction. The more that we can guide them toward that, the more that everybody gets access to that cleaner, happier, more satisfied energy. So it's literally... Raising the frequency, the vibration for everybody. When we are in our lanes, doing what we're supposed to do, you know, being how we're supposed to be.
0: Yeah, that's so cool, and it's so it's so resonant in so many ways too. um, Because I know uh, I've recently stepped back into um, an identity piece of uh, like teacher or coach. Um, Still haven't figured out exactly the word that I care to to bother with, but. (laughs) <laughs> um, you know, helper of of people, of being a support, yeah. of helping them find their dharma, helping them find their purpose and um, really being um, a guide in that way. And it's so funny. I felt like that was something that I was supposed to do for so, so long. And I just, I felt like my life was so far from it at the time when I learned what a projector was, you know, I was like, well, I can't even bother with this because right now I'm working 18 hours a day and exhausted. (laughs) I can't even fathom what it would look like to try and do this in my life. And, and it's just been a long process of adjusting and changing and trying and, and playing with that curiosity to get to the point where I'm like, okay, now my life feels slow enough, feels centered enough that I actually can do what I've been put here on earth to do. And and that's guide. And I can't even describe what it feels like. And I know you're in the same boat um, now, but what it feels like to be, to know, to like fully know um, and be centered in who you are and be of service and of high service from mm. that place of centered truth. It's like, holy crap. It's, I can't even... I'm so grateful. It's it's really wild um to be in this position now because it's I know I knew I knew that I was supposed to be here, but it just has been a journey. Um and I know you're in the same boat where you're um guiding and living in your purpose and it's super special.
1: Oh, it is so it is so deeply rewarding. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I love hearing your story about that because it reminds me of how you know, it wasn't like I was learning new information about myself when I found out I was a projector. It was like someone was giving me permission to be who I always was. You know, it was like remembering all of the stuff that I had forgotten throughout life.
0: Yes. Right. Um, Yes, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. This permission slip, this beautiful, like, allowance, like, hey, this is actually what you're supposed to function like. And just because this doesn't fit into the norm of our world, like, does not mean that it's not how you work. Um, oh, right. Yes. Yeah. So just I, just, I, having, it, just having
1: context for like all of my life experience up to that point was so. Oh, my God, it was life altering to just be like, it, it, I mean, I keep coming back to it. It's like it all made sense. It all finally made sense. And I was like, aha, OK. So this is how I've been operating. That's completely wrong. And I can release the attachment to all of these things that I was measuring success by, you know, like productivity. And I mean, just the whole the whole hustle game, you know, mm-hmm. and now understanding that I'm here to guide people toward their truth, not my truth, you know, it's been so clarifying and so rewarding because then I don't have to be attached to any kind of outcome because I don't know what the outcome is going to be. Like guiding people back to themselves is this adventure every single time. And it's like a a journey of discovery for me and for them. And as projectors, like we learn about ourselves by witnessing others. So it's like, it's transformative to be a guide because you get to see that person experience their signature. And then like, kind of, as a secondary thing, we get to experience our signature.
0: Yes, 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 yes. And that is so resonant for me because literally the more time I spend with people in that coaching setting, in those containers, the more I have this mirror that I'm like, Oh, that's what I'm good at. (laughs) That's the easy part. That's the, you know, it's crazy. Like how, how, how clear it becomes when you're actually in it and doing it with another person and bouncing that energy off of them. I mean, I know for me as a projector, like one of the things that I, quote unquote struggle with, it's not really a huge struggle, but like the, one of the things that is a challenge is seeing myself. Like it's very hard to get a clear picture of who I am because first and foremost, I'm curious. (laughs) So So I change a lot about myself a lot, you know? And so to be able to have mirrors that, that show up and show me, what I'm providing and, and, and more of who I am and and the value that I bring is priceless. I mean, it's really, it's really amazing. Mm, it's really- I mean, it is,
1: oh gosh. I mean, I, I'm curious how you experience it. Cause for me, there's like, there's this sense of kind of surrendering to something inside of me that's just operating when right. I'm with a client, you know, there's like, my mind is kind of in the driver's seat at the beginning. And then there's this moment of kind of surrender. And then something pops. And it's like the client and I are both like, what just happened? It's like magic happens in the moment. And then, and then it's always like kind of in retrospect, I'm looking at that like, Whoa, okay. That's how it works. That's how I show up. You know?
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, um, Yeah. For me, it's, uh, it's very similar. Um, I feel as if I'm able to get in this flow mode, this channeling mode um that is so easy it just becomes easy and you're exactly right it just like these things sort of click in and I'm like and I maybe it's it's almost like hyper presence so that I don't Mm. even have to think about what's happening or like I'm not I'm not listening in in plans to respond I'm simply present with it all and um yeah more often than not I end up being sort of a channel and surrendering to my body itself and like sinking back into my body to Mm -hmm. just allow the flow whatever it may be yeah that is it's very similar for me
1: yeah and it's such a trip it's such (laughs) a trip to live like that you know what I mean like just be fully in the moment like Taken for a ride by whatever this thing is in in my body and vehicle that is operating the way it's supposed to operate, like there's yeah. this weird awareness, right? And I mean, like we talk about passenger consciousness in human design, like you kind of observe yourself and to have the glimpses of that is just magical, you know?
0: yeah, it is. It's absolutely wild. Um there's something really special about being um, being a projector that is. It's hard to it's hard to identify exactly what it feels like because I feel like I'm still playing with it all the time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a forever journey of allowance more than anything, you know. And totally. and one of the key things of being a projector is that waiting for the invitation. And I know we've talked about that a lot. Um, and so much of that requires <laughs> surrender. It requires <laughs> this sitting back and being like, okay. I will wait.
1: Yeah. Well, and I mean, not how our world is set up. It's totally not. It's totally not. You know, it's like, get out there and make it happen. Like the world wants everyone to be a manifester. And that doesn't work for anybody, except for the 9% of the population who are actually manifestors, you know? So we're all kind of being conditioned into this belief that like, that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. And the waiting, like waiting for invitations. I mean, they're, There are a couple different schools of thought within human design. You know, there are these like sort of strict purists who are like, don't do anything unless you're invited. And then there are people who hold it a little bit more loosely and they're like, well, it's really just for the big things in life, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, what I'm kind of playing with now is that the invitation is kind of rare. I mean, it's invitations to big things like love or job or, you know, relocating. But mm. we don't get, like, little everyday invitations. Like, no one's inviting me to go to the farmer's market, you know? I mean, sometimes I get an invitation to go to the farmer's market, but it's like, <laughs> you know, there's all this other stuff going on. So, like, in day-to-day life, it's so much more about kind of looking at different aspects of the chart, different aspects of our design, and and really just trusting my body to kind of take me where I'm supposed to go, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. And so, the
1: surrender piece, like, the surrender piece shows up in my life a lot, where when I'm not making plans, when I don't have an agenda and I just kind of go with the flow and like let my body drive, things come together so nicely. And I just, I bump into stuff. I meet people. I find books. I find a new system. Like life flows differently when I'm waiting.
0: Mm. Oh, that's so cool.
1: Like my life is flowing differently with waiting and What I'm understanding now about the projector strategy, you know, it's two parts. It's wait for recognition and invitation. And the recognition piece for me has become so much more important. Um, And that that kind of fits in with this this dynamic of waiting and how life is just coming to me differently. Mm. And the recognition, you know, I mean, mechanically, what we're looking for is for someone to tell us like that they recognize us they recognize like our true essence in some way you know and when i'm not pushing when i'm not trying to initiate when i'm not trying to hustle or keep up i get recognition from totally unexpected places and then i get to experience this like delight of being seen in a way that i
0: i really haven't been in my life before human design yeah. Oh, that's such a big deal on Like vulnerably speaking, that is something I still struggle with is like, I know that I, there are certain circumstances and I, and I for so long was like hustling. I call it hustling for my wholeness. I didn't, mm. I didn't have like the innate worth um, that I do now. I didn't have that understanding. And I just spent so much of my life, like hustling to be good enough, hustling and like doing doing all the things for that recognition that never came. And it's so weird um, and cool that when I sit back and when I sink in and wait, that that recognition does come. And it comes in a way that is so much more nourishing than anything that ever came Mm. from the hustling and the um, recognition that I would get that way. It's a totally... It's a totally different thing. There's a totally different energy behind it. And to have people that see you in that clear of a way and are able to provide that nourishing um, sort of recognition is, it's amazing. I mean, my my close friends now, like, versus some of my friends in the past, like the way that we interact is so vastly different. And to have people that see you like that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. But I mean, what you said earlier was
1: so right on. It's like the fear of actually being seen. I mean, that landed in my chest when I heard you say it, because I was terrified for the longest time to be seen as who I am. And it's like I had some knowing that I was so different, and that I wasn't like other people, I wasn't able to really keep up or hustle or prove anything. And so there was always this fear and there was always this like hiding, like I was literally hiding myself in plain sight. You know, I was like cherry picking the aspects that I thought were sort of like fit for public consumption, you know, and then I would like selectively reveal parts of myself out of this like mental thing of like calculating, okay, if I show up as this, if I perform this version of me, then I'm going to get this recognition that I desperately want. And it was exhausting, you know, and not fulfilling
0: so (laughs) draining like like so draining (laughs) yeah like life sucking yes
1: like the joke of that is like I was showing up as this fake version of myself and then feeling so bitter that nobody recognized me and like totally disconnected from the truth of like oh well duh if I'm hiding then of course nobody can see the real me you know like it's so obvious now but at the time it was like the best I could do you know
0: yeah, well, I mean, so much of that is is because of that thing that the way that we are designed, the way that projectors are designed, is really not the way that the world is designed. And so mm-hmm. you look at everything and you think, I've got to figure out how to make this work because this is how the world works. Like I've got yeah. to figure out what it looks like for <laughs> my round peg to fit in this square hole. Like I gotta shove it in. I got it. Cause what else? Totally you know well and like the way that we're designed
1: to look at the world like we see things we see like the overarching structural patterns like we see large systems in place and, and then trying to fit ourselves into that with that specific way of seeing things i mean it's a real
0: mind fuck
1: it what... is it i yeah i was trying to like not drop that word because i wasn't sure if we were oh no we're clean but it is that. a total is my podcast
0: we can do whatever okay. fuck we
1: want <laughs> So yeah, it is a total mindfuck and like buying into it was sort of inevitable for me, you yeah. know, and then and then extricating myself from all that buy-in, that was like complicated, messy work that took a really long time. Like I'm still in the process of doing that. It's, oh, it's not too. like I've, you know, fully healed and now I'm this like guru projector. It's like, <laughs> it is messy first drafts every yeah. single day. It is making mistakes and giving myself breaks for making mistakes. Like it's an ongoing process.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we've talked like kind of, you know, up here, like ethereal a little bit about all these systems and and how we work. And I'm curious to know what it looked like and looks like now in your 3D world. Like how do you actually take these things that you're learning and have learned over the years about being a projector and apply them to your life so that now it actually functions for you?
1: Mm, Oh my gosh. Okay, so like nuts and bolts. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, right off the top, I don't work more than 30 hours a week and 30 hours is kind of pushing it. Like if I, if I'm really being honest, like 20 is probably good for me. You know, um, I take naps like five days a week because naps are my jam, (laughs) like giving myself permission to rest in a really you know, tangible way has been totally life altering. Like I feel like a different person now because I'm just getting enough sleep, you know?
0: I have a curiosity, really quickly, while we're in the middle of this. Yeah, I find that I make more money the more that I nap. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: one hundred percent. Is that real for you too? One hundred percent. Like money flows to me when I'm fully resourced. When I treat sleep and rest as the precursor yeah. to everything else, not the reward.
0: Yeah. The pre. Oh, that's such a good nugget. The precursor not the reward holy crap for a projector i mean that permission of genuinely putting your needs before everything Mm. else like being Mm -hmm. fully resourced like you said that is a game changer that's crazy keep going this is amazing yeah
1: (laughs) so and i mean talking about resourcing like eating whatever i want whenever i want staying hydrated. I mean, as a, as a splenic projector, like the spleen is, you know, sort of connected to the lymph. And so like my hydration is super important to me, like taking my vitamins, sleep, getting sunshine every day, if possible, like grounding practices, meditation, doing Reiki on myself. I mean, I spend so much time on self-care. It's like, that's my full-time job. And then I just part-time make money. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. That is so real for me too, <laughs> which is so funny because it's the opposite of how it used to be. I used to just like totally ignore my body, totally ignore my needs, totally be like, well, everyone else can do this without having to take 17 hours to take a bath and put lotion on, <laughs> like all this stuff. And I, and I'm like, how am i how am i not able to function without doing a million hours of just like me time whatever i got to do and now flipping it on its head and saying that's the priority yeah i have to take care of this vessel in a way that actually allows me to show up in my fullness so that i can be of this high service like that itself is has been the biggest game changer for me and sometimes getting into that flow state, like really resourcing myself, really taking care of myself takes all the way up until noon, you know, like (laughs) sometimes that morning routine is half my day, but then whatever comes of that is so much more potent, is so much more aligned than anything I could create from a half-assed like, okay, I've done my checklist of like, I've done my journal. I've done my walk. You know, like it's not like yes, it's 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 having almost like this resource list to pull from. I know these things fill my cup. Okay, how do I fill my cup to the fullest point? To then I can spill it in a beautiful, potent way that is actually helpful and gives energy directed in a way that is going to be all the things that we need, which is recognition and invitation and all those things i mean oh yeah it's a totally oh. it's a flipping on a, on its head completely kind of
1: lifestyle. it totally it totally is and i mean we're making it sound like it's all fun and games it's actually really difficult to like make these decisions in real time and be like no i need to sleep i can't keep trying to write this thing because it's garbage so let me go sleep like it's literally having these conversations with myself in the moments where you know, I have these habits, like I have behavioral habits that are, you know, deeply ingrained from 40 plus years of life, you know?
0: So it's like, exactly right. And thank you for recognizing that because it is actually very difficult to (laughs) untrain your brain on a daily basis that Mm -hmm. you're not, you don't, it's actually is the right decision for you, for me to do an like extra hours up until noon or whatever it takes to have that space and to have that time It feels so unnatural when you're coming from a space of the complete opposite. Like it is a daily, Mm -hmm. uh, I meet resistance with it daily, even though (laughs) I know, I know, like I've seen results of it over and over and over again, like to keep retraining myself over and over again, that this is actually the way that I function best. This is actually the way that I can show up. And there are moments of like questioning, you know, where it's like, Well, that's not what everyone else does. Why can everyone else do this? But I always have to come (laughs) back to like, oh yeah, I'm not built like everyone else necessarily. Like I have to do what actually works for me. But again, that's not easy. I mean, we still live in this world where most people are doing something completely different and lifestyle wise, it just doesn't work for me.
1: Oh, totally. And so like playing off of that, I've had to put really different boundaries in my life around my personal relationships. You know, the people that kind of, you know, I was like, oh, I'll keep giving them access because I don't want to be a bitch. I don't want to be mean. I don't want to blah, blah, blah. You know, I had to get real about that stuff too and like be kind of brutal about who gets access to my energy because now that I understand that it's just inconsistent you know, I can't spend it. Like I've got this unlimited bank of energetic money. Like it's a limited resource. And so I have to be really discerning about like, who gets access to my time and my energy, you know? So there have been relationships that have ended or had to really, really change. And that can be very painful. It has been really painful, you know?
0: That is so real. And sometimes it's even for me, like it's people that I enjoy but yeah. I still know that it's going to cost me a lot energy, energy wise. And I just, it's too costly. It's too costly, yeah. especially in certain times of my life where I'm going through like a certain growth cycle or whatever it may be. It's oh. like taking extra energy of me um, to have those. I, I mean, I keep, I, I used to be like a social butterfly. Like I would just have a million friends all the time, everywhere, like whatever, just pop in, pop out. And now that I really am understanding more about myself and more about my energy, it's like the complete opposite. Like I have like two people that I spend time with. <laughs> 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 That's
1: it. But it's like crazy. spending time with those two people who are like, Ellie, I totally get you. You have full permission to like dip when you need to, Yeah. you know, like they don't put those demands on you. That is so different than having oh. a million friends who don't get it at all, you know?
0: It's so different. It's actually the most nourishing thing that I've ever done for myself and that my friends do for me is be in this way different type of relationship where it's so much more intimate and caring and respectful. Um, it's just a totally different thing than anything I've ever had. And I, I, I spent a lot of energy calling that in. Like, I just, I never felt like I had friends that really understood me ever and Mm -hmm. I just sort of dealt with it and was just like well I'm just gonna never be understood I'm never gonna be fully seen and and like kind of reasoned with that for a long period of my life and and put on these like masks of certain things because I just was like well if you're not gonna see me if you're never gonna know me well then you might as well just know this version that I'm I'm putting up because then I at least know what to be when I'm with you
1: you know (laughs) totally well and like that's another place where it's just like, oh my God, I'm spending so much energy, like maintaining this persona for this person. And what am I getting in return? I mean, not to make it sound totally transactional, but it's like, you know, again, it's like the energy bank. Like I don't have yeah. unlimited resources to just spend there, yeah. you know?
0: Yeah. It, that is an interesting thing because I do, I do struggle with that a little bit because it it can feel like I have to be transactional sometimes. Um mm-hmm. And I mean, especially with being a coach, there is kind of this weird thing that comes with like, actually, I do need to be compensated for my energy to a certain extent in some ways, right? Like, mm, like, obviously, yes. I have these beautiful relationships that really feed me and and we have this beautiful symbiotic, um, like, trans- it's, it's again, it's not transactional, but like, I have to have people that feed my energy and that I can feed theirs. Like that we have this mutual thing that goes back and forth where it's not just taking, taking. Mm -hmm. And if it is me showing up and there's some taking, like part of that is being compensated for that in some way. And I, I've struggled with that. Honestly, it's felt, I, I struggled really, really hard in trying to charge for my coaching services because I'm like, well, this is a thing that I do with my friends anyway you know (laughs) this is just my natural state like it's been it's been a challenge honestly
1: yeah I mean it continues to be a challenge for me like I had I had an an instance of this like a couple days ago where a friend of mine was having a rough time and I was like do you want to talk and she's like I I don't want to take advantage of you Uh, and and like she's a generator and we're both you know we're both really in the HD experiment and we were both kind of laughing about like we both have undefined egos and the ego center is where like value and money and worth all of those you know archetypes sit there and so she and I were like kind of trying to play by the rules and then also kind of laughing about how like neither of us really you know innately knows the rules because we don't have defined ego energy to know our value you know and so it was like this funny conundrum of like I don't want to like project or wrong, but, uh, you oh, know, like, man. but I would do it for free.
0: I would totally do it for free. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, there are some people that feed that so easily and well, and mm-hmm. like you leave feeling nourished no matter what. And so those are, those are very special connections to hold on to. And that, that may have more access to your energy or my energy because of that. So,
1: yeah, I feel like the energy exchange for me is like, you know, how I get compensated is either through money or through like access to that sacral energy. And the sacral energy is like in the form of support or empowerment, you know, and, and the transaction is if they take whatever is coming through my awareness and I get to watch them change or understand themselves differently, like that is the reward. That's when I feel successful, but it, it, it is transactional in this way, but it's not apples for apples. You know, it's like my awareness in exchange for their energy and that equation feels a little bit nicer in my body than thinking about it purely as like compensation in terms of like dollars you know what I mean
0: yeah yeah thank you for that that's honestly I love that um that feels better (laughs) in my body too
1: yeah it just it's like it doesn't it feels neutral in my body to think about it that way where the money stuff always gives me like a little bit of an ick you know
0: yeah yeah it's a challenge for sure Yeah. There's this whole. I mean, we gotta function and live in this world, you know.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, exactly. We only
0: have like this uh, a certain amount of energy to give. Like there, it has to allow us to live. It's it's very interesting Mm -hmm. balance and compensation in all the things. It's very interesting. But thanks for thanks for diving into that little bit of (laughs) (laughs) experiment. I call it like field notes, you know, like there's some things that I've studied and embodied in like totally. And then there's some things that I'm like, this is field notes. Like I'm in it.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, totally. Like we are in the shit right now. (laughs) Like we're just figuring it out in real time. But it is, it's like, um, I mean, again, I'm back at the experiment, you know, like the whole idea of it being an experiment is like, okay, well I get to play around with it and like have a hypothesis and then like figure out whether or not I was close to the truth you know, and then just adjust the parameters of the experiment and keep going.
0: Absolutely. I love that you call it the human design experiment. I I mean, that's such, that's so representative of of what it actually is. I mean, it's a long form experiment on your own life of adjusting to, you know, show up as you it's, it's pretty wild.
1: (laughs) It is. And the, the, idea of it being an experiment is just so it's so easy to hold it takes away a lot of the emotional charge of like failure or not getting it right or you know all the things that like I grew up being conditioned to be really afraid of you know like it is not safe to fail yeah Yeah. you know what I mean and but in an experimental context it's like well it's just data you know it neutralizes it for me
0: that's exactly right. That neutral space is so important. And that comes even back to the nervous system stuff that we were talking about too, is like getting to the point where those things, whatever comes up, we can remember that it's neutral, that none of it is actually means anything about you or is life or death or whatever else. Like that neutral space is something that I feel is so hugely important. I mean, that's even back to the, what we were talking about, like making money by taking naps, like that's a neutral space. Like that's yeah, it's, yeah. it's this idea of getting back to uh, this like quiet openness overall that I really do believe is where so much of life easily flows from.
1: Oh, totally. Totally. I mean, what I've learned about the nervous system in, you know, a couple of bullet points We basically have three nervous system states. There's ventral vagal, there's sympathetic activation, and then there's dorsal vagal. And without getting too into the weeds, you know, what we're looking at are basically three states. We either are detecting safety in our bodies and in our environments, we're detecting danger in our bodies or environments, or we're detecting life threat. And so it's like a three-tiered system where if we're, you know, if we're in the life threat detection phase, then we're in survival mode. We're in freeze, fawn, you know, dorsal shutdown. Mm-hmm. Sympathetic activation is like, I've detected danger in my environment. And so that's where, you know, that shame of like making mistakes, it's not safe to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. That's fight or flight. Like we are in fight or flight if we're afraid of making mistakes, full stop. Yeah. It's well, only when we're in a, in a nervous system state where we are fully embodied in a feeling of safety i am safe it is safe for me to make mistakes it is safe for me to hold this lightly and not get the outcome that i thought i was going to get mm. that's where we can be curious that's where we can be playful and that's where we grow that that is the only place we grow we don't grow when we're in sympathetic activation we are stuck in a nervous system response but when we are feeling safe you know the way that we get to safe that's an individual journey for every single person but feeling safe is what it's all about
0: wow the way that landed in my body was so wild thank you so much mm. for that that piece of i mean just gold like that it is so resonant for me what you just said i'm i'm very oh. the nervous system is something that i've i've been uh, learning about more and more. And um, it's something that I'm learning that not everyone actually is aware that that's part of the way we function. And so for me, it's a, it's a really exciting sort of frontier of uh, understanding ourselves and the connection to our bodies and the growth that we are able to have from that place of safety. But it's all about getting there, right?
1: Oh, so- totally. I mean, the I reason mean- I'm so focused on it right now is because you know, in my work as like a wellness coach and a human design guide, a lot of what I run into with clients is this sort of disconnect from the body and like not being able to feel a sacral response or not being able to feel a splenic no. And that disconnection, I mean, I'm going to say 100% of the time is because of trauma that puts us in a nervous system state where we don't feel safe. And so where I kind of landed with that is, okay, so strategy and authority is like, the entry point into human design, you know, it's like, you have to feel into this felt sense of yes. And that's like how you live a life of alignment, but what if you're disconnected from your body? So for me, it's like the, the on-ramp into human design is nervous system regulation. Like we have to feel safe enough that we can actually be connected with that body signal. And that's like the necessary first step. Again, it's, it's the precursor to even being in the experiment is like, is it even safe to be in the experiment?
0: (sighs) You know what
1: I mean? So that's where so much of my work is focused right now. I'm doing a workshop next week about it because it's just, it's so important and people have the appetite to talk about it. There's so much curiosity about it. And I think it's really interesting to bring like a multidisciplinary approach to this, to human design, you know, to bring in some of this nervous system knowledge and this like cutting edge science. And the new psychology that we're learning about right now, like what we know about trauma and what we know about the nervous system is totally relevant to human design.
0: Yeah, oh, 100%. Karen, I just feel like our lives and work are so aligned and resonant. And I'm just, I'm mm. so thankful to know you. And I'm so thankful to be like doing some of this work alongside you. It's just really, it's special. It's a privilege for sure. Um, I, I feel like you are, just doing so many things um, and and practicing so many things on yourself, just like I do. And um, I'm just I'm so thankful that your work exists. And uh, I know yes. we can talk forever. And I think that we will come <laughs> back to talking more. I think there's so many things that we can dive into. We didn't even get to like specifically business and entrepreneurship and human design like a lot of the other types we didn't get into like energy efficiency like there's so much that is (laughs) available to us we didn't get into like getting yang fully i mean oh my god there's so many there's so many things that we could dive into and we talked about even like talking about dating and your human design i mean there's so many cool subjects subjects and topics um that i would absolutely love to have you back on um but for now um maybe you could tell everyone listening a little bit more about what you're working on right now and how to find you and how to work with you if they're interested. Mm, Thank you.
1: Um, So I mentioned earlier, I'm doing this workshop on nervous system dysregulation and how that plays into human design. Um, So that is on Thursday, March 2nd at 11 AM central time. And you can sign up for that on my website. I still have some spots open for that. Amazing. And um, so you can find me on Instagram. My handle there is human design Sphinx. And my website is my name, Karen And uh, yeah, I mean, right now I'm doing this deep dive on nervous system regulation with the ultimate goal of writing a book about how to regulate your nervous system and be in the human design experiment. And so this workshop that I'm doing next week is like kind of part one of what I'm working on there with this larger goal. And I'm also doing, you know, remote energy work. Like I work as a, a Reiki practitioner. So that's available on my website too. Like I've got a bunch of different offerings on there. And if you want to sign up, it is all available.
0: So cool. Awesome. Well, we'll tag all those things in the show notes as well, but Karen, I can't thank you enough for coming on and having this conversation today. It's so I, the thing that I love about this podcast and the direction that I'm going with it's just like, it's just, it's soul nourishing conversations. It's, it's not just like interview, um, that kind of thing. And, it, and that is true. So true of what happened today. I just, I feel really soul nourished by our oh, conversation. So thank me you. Me
1: too. I feel like, ah, uh, just like, full you know what I mean like it's so good I love a conversation with another projector like even though we go deep into the weeds it's so much fun (laughs) it is so much
0: fun (laughs) it's a blast okay well Karen thank you so much for coming on I'm so appreciative of your time and your energy thank you for sharing with us Um, and we will talk again soon thank you so
1: much I loved being here
0: Thank you so much for tuning in. I do want to tell you about something very exciting that I have coming up launching mid-March. I'm enrolling until then. If you like the way that I talk, if you want to connect to your own desires and build a life you're excited about, ignited about, I'm now enrolling my Claim Your Calling 8-week group coaching where we ignite your passion back into your life help you listen to your intuition and align your life so that you can take those big leaps into the next season of life. It's going to be a really, really amazing container. And I can already feel the energy building. And we have so many amazing people already enrolling. It's going to be a really cool time. So go to my website, ellieberland.com, to look at more information or book a discovery call with me. I'm doing free 30 minute calls right now where you'll get a little bit of coaching and then a little bit of information about the program. Thank you so much for listening to Fire & Flow with Ellie Berland. If you loved what you heard today, don't be shy, leave a review, and share this podcast with your friends. I would love to connect with you over Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Ellie Berland, B-E-R-L-A-N-D underscore. See you next time.